0: and welcome to the Plastic Surgery Practice Podcast, a part of the MedCore Podcast Network. My name is Carrie Stevens, and I'm the co-chief editor of Plastic Surgery Practice Magazine. Today, I'm talking to Dr. Anna Steve, a board-certified plastic surgeon and practitioner at Nineteen Plastic Surgery in New York City, who specializes in breast surgery. Dr. Anna, as her patients call her, recently joined us on a podcast to talk about her unique approach to breast surgery And she's here today to talk about breast reconstruction revision considerations. Dr. Anna, thank you for joining me today. It's a pleasure, Carrie. Nice to see you again. Great to see you too. So before I start, um, I saw on social media media that you recently attended the plastic surgery, the meeting conference, which took place in Boston. How was it? It was amazing. Such a great opportunity
1: to connect with colleagues, get up to date on the latest standards and technologies. And advances in patient care and really um, bringing everyone together in that setting is a is a chance for us to really like um, brainstorm and be creative about how we can make plastic surgery better for our patients.
0: And I heard you presented at a virtual session. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah. So I was on a couple of different panels. One was on breast implant safety, um, and the second was on sort of like the new generation of uh, millennial plastic surgery and how. You know, patients are seeking potentially plastic surgery at an earlier age than they were in the past and what that means for our practice and sort of how that's changed over time.
0: That sounds exciting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'd like to get into the bulk of this episode. Um, you and I were emailing back and forth about this topic. And when you did so, you mentioned that women have told you, especially breast reconstruction patients, that they should be grateful for their reconstruction even though they aren't 100% satisfied with these their results. And personally, I felt that way after my breast reconstruction surgery in 2020, which led me to have to get another reconstruction. But can you address this viewpoint that you should just be happy and, and you should feel grateful that you got any reconstruction and why it's misinformed?
1: It's a really negative way to look at things in, in terms of your reconstruction. I think there really is a true overlap between a reconstruction um, type of breast surgery and an aesthetic breast surgery. And really for women on their journey, um, after breast cancer, it's very important to obtain, you know, feeling whole again and feeling that sense of self again. And for some women, the aesthetic part of the breast reconstruction plays a big role in that. Um, and so for me, um, it's important to really unpack what it is that, um, the patients are trying to achieve in terms of, their reconstructive result, if there's things that they're unhappy with and maybe might want want to tweak, and also just educating them and keeping patients educated about what the options are, because a lot of women, I think, um, are overwhelmed because there's so many different possibilities and so many directions that reconstruction can go from the get go, even, you know, from your primary reconstruction, whether or not you choose to use your own tissue or an implant based reconstruction. So the whole process uh, can be a little bit overwhelming, partly because there's so many options and so options can be a good thing, but sometimes wading through them and sifting through them can be a little bit challenging, especially in, in the setting where you're dealing with breast cancer, which is usually the primary concern um, is, you know, getting rid of the cancer itself.
0: So how often are you classic surgeons having to revise reconstruction? Like, can you address the fact that it's typically not one and done or is it?
1: Mm -hmm. So that's a conversation I always have with patients. It's almost never a one and done. And so in terms of expectation management, um, that helps patients, you know, feel like, you know, prevent that feeling of like I was botched or like my surgery didn't go as anticipated. And now I need another surgery because, um, the conversation that I like to have is really, you know, we're going to choose your primary reconstruction. That's the first step. Usually there'll be, you know, nips and tucks that happen along the way. And the goal of those is to get you back to where you, you know, are feeling whole again. And, you know, usually as long as, um, the surgeon As a safe way to achieve the result and the patient's expectations are reasonable, you can keep going with further revision surgeries uh, kind of um, for a number of different uh, stages until you get where you wanna be. And so the real um, sort of stage process becomes first of all, achieving like the aesthetic breast mound that you want. And that's really the shape And the position of the the breast tissue itself or the reconstructed breast itself and then the final stage that some women choose to undergo is the nipple reconstruction and or the areola reconstruction and that's generally saved for last after you're happy with sort of the the final mound because the nipple position and the areola position is more easily placed only once
0: yeah, that's really good to know. So the breast, you told me that breast reconstruction patients often use their pre-cancer breast or in people like me, my situation, um, pre, pre-breast pre-mastectomy preventatively as their inspiration photos. And mm-hmm. that's so different than a typical plastic surgery patient who could use uh, someone online, a, a celebrity, can you discuss how this this distinction and how it's important? So, using your own self as your mm-hmm. versus using someone that's not you.
1: Yeah, and I I think the main um, main purpose of those inspo photos is to really make sure that as the surgeon and patient, you're connecting on the same visual scale because right. language is subjective and descriptions can be subjective and interpretable sometimes but if you really sort of work together to look at what it is you want to achieve visually, um, I find that to be very helpful. So as you mentioned, the aesthetic patients often use someone other than themselves um, and the reconstructive patients usually use themselves as their own inspo. So they'll bring photos of themselves prior to having um, breast reconstruction, prior to having um, their mastectomy, And so um, in some ways, uh, they're very similar, actually, in the sense that uh, they have an idea in their mind, and when they come to me, they don't quite look like that idea yet, and they want to
0: know how they can get there. No, that's good to know. Can you discuss the misinformation when people say a mastectomy and reconstruction is a free boob job? So...
1: I think that's um, a very um, oversimplification that doesn't give one women who have to deal with what it's like to hear that they have breast cancer enough credit and enough um, empathy because um, that's absolutely not how it's experienced and that's absolutely not um, how it should be viewed by the, the public either. So I think that's an, uh, an important thing to sort of get rid of that idea. I would say on the positive side that um, you know the ability to achieve very aesthetically pleasing results is becoming more and more obtainable, and in that sense. Um, it's great that I mean, as a reconstructive patient, you could confuse the public into thinking that. <laughs> um, I think that speaks uh, volumes for like how far we've come in the reconstruction and the quality of reconstruction. But for sure, that does not address like the underlying psychologic burden of what it's like to go under a reconstructive journey.
0: No, that's great. And actually, that leads into my last question. So, What is exciting you most in regards to breast reconstruction right now?
1: I really think that like just the like vast potential. There's so many things you can do. You know, even like with respect to nipple reconstruction. if you do a nipple reconstruction and you're unhappy with the projection, if you do a second nipple reconstruction, often the the scar tissue that's there actually helps you gain more projection. And you know, there's been significant advances in technology that really helps give us an expanded toolkit um, to help patients achieve what they want. And I think more and more um, as we focus on what patients want and what their ideas are just exploring that, um, and communicating on a level that allows you to understand what it is that patients don't like or what they, what they desire is um, such an important part of medicine in general, but it's not one that we, you know, historically we're, were great at.
0: <laughs> no, thank you so much, Dr. Anna. This was very informative. And to our listeners be sure to check back soon on the Medcore podcast network for the next episode, of the plastic surgery practice podcast. And in the meantime, to catch up on the latest industry news, please check out PlasticSurgeryPractice.com. Until next time, take care.